are listening to an Atomic Broadcasting production. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the feature presentation. And remember, do your part, such as like, comment, rate, and don't forget to tell a friend to tune in for an Atomic Time. Where did we leave off? Ah, yes. The team were joined by a young woman by the name of Val and her flesh warp companion, Cornelius, who offered to help them find and take down the leaders of the Aridson insurgents. After getting to know each other, they decided to first target the so-called King's Shield, Saito, with Val and her companion leading the way. Um, hello, it's me, Sam, your favorite comic book nerd and movie lover. Hi, Hi Sam. Sam. Hello. Me and the Michaels have just seen Ooh. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It was rad. Mutant Mayhem. It was super rad. Amazing. It was really good. Very heartfelt. Mm-hmm. A movie about fear and acceptance. It made me really want pizza for some reason. That's also true. I had pizza while we watched it. There's, tr- oh, there's pizza, yeah, over there's there. pizza right over there. Cheap. No, at the time, Abby. <laughs> 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 um, but anyway. But, um, the animation style was amazing. It was really fun. It was very gross, but in like the best way. Yeah. Humans looked gross. And they used like what looks like little markers to like make... Like light hazes and stuff. Yeah, it was all over everything. Like it was like a drawing. It looked yeah. awesome. Except it was 3D. Great. Yeah, like a 3D drawing. Like it was good. Three dimensional. Paul Rudd's first time is introducing Paul Rudd, and I've that never was heard great. of Paul I Rudd before. Paul Rudd. <laughs> there was just so much to love about this film. Like seriously, if you haven't seen it, you should watch it. I really liked uh, what they did with April. I don't know why. I I liked how she wasn't like just a set reporter in her twenties. Yeah, she was a kid. All yeah. of the turtles were actual teenagers. Yes, like they talked like teenagers, and they had teenagers voice them and teenager lingo. It was they were not twenty-two year olds pretending to be teenagers. It, it made me feel old, <laughs> so old. Did, did it bring back the nostalgia of the old yeah. teenage mutant ninja turtles? For sure. Show? Well, it Should. depends on what you'd get nostalgia out of them for. But I I, I agree with Sam. For the, it, if you like the skateboards and stuff with the nostalgia, you ha- there's a character for that. It's not mm-hmm. the turtles, but there is a character for that bit of nostalgia. Um, but they are. But you do very much get the vibe of like the four turtles, their whole story of being shadow ninja mutants so that are people are scared <sighs> of, but they want to do good and they want people to accept this? them. That whole story is in there. Yeah, they're just. It's just modernized, and it's really good. This is a really good modernization, and I don't see many of them. And I heard they went with a different uh, BBEG. Yeah. Well, yes, but I, I'm pretty sure he existed beforehand. Superfly? Didn't he? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Baxter Stockman turned into a fly in the original. That's yeah. usually what happens. I don't recall a Superfly, but there's a lot of They toys. didn't go with Shredder. There's a lot of toys. Yeah, that, and, and that's what I mean, the, the usual BBEG. Yes, they finally decided not to rely on the Shredder and or... Not rely on the shredder and then chicken out and put the shredder in it anyway. Yeah, <laughs> they. This was my favorite rendition of uh, Master Splinter. Well, throughout like, he is great. They did is, take out favorite. the aspect that I like the most about him, but he's still a good character. Yeah, he was voiced by Jackie Chan. That is he? also true. I didn't know yeah. that. Really? Yeah. Yes. Wow. 
He's great. I love him. I would love to have Jackie Chan as a master father. Mr. <laughs> <And laughs> Father. And I mean like a Taekwondo <laughs> Kung Fu master. I, and yeah. Before we wrap up, because we probably need to get going, I also want to mention I went and saw Blue Beetle the other day, and like same thing all around. Amazing, beautiful. They used a lot of practical effects because the director doesn't like relying on CGI. I, I actually so really like that. He's in a practical suit a lot. Really? Yes. And it's Impressive. great. It's a good, it's another story amazing about family, about um, acceptance. It's it's very similar to the Turtles movie <laughs> in some of the theming. But not cheesy. But not cheesy. I'm not saying that. There's a lot of cheesy. humor in it <laughs> that really pushes to where like, if they leaned on that, that would have gotten really cringy, but they never did. They always like had a reason for the jokes besides it just being a joke that fit the characters or they always pulled back on certain characters instead of letting them just, and the director was very much, and this is felt because he had a little intro before the movie. He wanted to make sure that there was room to breathe emotionally between stuff. And there was good. That's good. It was amazing. It reminded me why I love blue beetle so much. And it made me love him even more. I really recommend seeing it if you're ever on the fence about it or anything. I've been wanting to see it. It's, I've seen a lot of, um, fun, well, there's really only one commercial about yes. it. Um, my, my, my wife's also not too big on most of like the MCU and movies mm-hmm. like that, but she loves this movie. She nice. loved Blue Beetle. She thought yeah. it was great. I'll have to see it. Yeah. That's all I had to say. Speaking of themes of family. <laughs> oh. Oh. Okay. It's oh, right. <laughs> so us family good. emotionally damaged characters. I've got a cut scene. <gasps> there you oh. Are. oh. Ooh. It's Uber's dad. (laughs) It's Uber's dad. (laughs) We start in darkness. Barely lit by the flickering flame of a single candle, we see a gaunt, pale hand, its paper-thin skin stretched bone to bone. The hand reaches out to an old stone chalice, a ring of runic writing adorning the brim. A finger dips into the viscous, dark fluid inside and pulls back a strand of the substance trailing back like saliva from a beast's maw. So, Daitha is dead. A small vial of rainbow oily substance apparates into the outstretched hand. A tug and the cork pops, releasing a cloud of vapor before the vial is carefully drained into the bowl of the chalice. So there is still strength left in this pitiful generation. The chalice is lifted to a pair of thin lips that nearly creak open and drain the horrid mixture. Good. It will make victory that much sweeter when I break free from this accursed tomb of a prison. The chalice is slammed down on a stone table. When I claim my due, we see a single yellow eye glowing with rage. When I claim my vengeance, the camera pulls back and away into the darkness. We pull back and back and back until we pull out of the eye of the helmet. Further back and we see the helmet sitting neatly in an armor case on top of a matching suit of armor. Cut to black. Chalice, eh? Well, that was disturbing. That's what I put on my head. <laughs> Even in prison, he gets a fine drink. 
not in prison, is he? He said he was he in a prison. Oh, it's fair. He's inside the armor and prison. helmets and whatnot. Prisoned. He's imprisoned. He, he's he, imprisoned. His self is probably split between the different artifacts. And when all you right, get them Arid. all, he's complete. Oh, I you understand why you said that was very interesting, my choice. Now that <laughs> for Uver's choice. <laughs> now that uh, you did that, can you set the scene for us? Yeah. Are we in prison? <laughs> <laughs> the camera fades out from black and Cornelius says, Oh, you're finally awake. <laughs> I thought you said individual horses, not a cart. We no. got caught trying to cross the Gear Force boundary. Me and that horse thief over there. So we do, we cut back, we, we fade from black, from that hard cut, and we find our party now all mounted up on horses, Cornelius is on a pony. <laughs> Someone following behind with coconuts. Yes. They were able to bargain and get a better deal. So there is a pack horse in the back holding your extra luggage. Hey. Hey. Zephyr is riding on a Shetland pony with brown spots. That can't be good for the environment we're in. And Val, you do get your 20 gold back. Thank you. Pretty hardy. <laughs> So we've jumped ahead a little ways in time. The party has stopped by Copper Burgett and dropped off all of the soulstone shards that they collected from Daitha's workshop. And now they are setting out to the north on their way around the spur of the Kodar Mountains to enter the Summermelt Valley from the north. Did we get any money for dropping off the soulstone shards to Bran? What an excellent question. Did we show him her notebook? Oh, that's that's what I wanted to Dave, do. I just remembered. Daitha's notebook. Totally yeah. forgot. Okay. Daitha's notebook. Oh, do you want to do that? That I was I literally know. something <laughs> he, you, and I were getting. Yes. So we we cut we 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 fade back in from black on the clock clock. And the camera goes up, and we, we see the trail of everybody riding horses. And the camera kind of focuses on Alward as he's riding on the horse. And we do a white flash. <laughs> and we flash back to what we just skipped ahead over. <laughs> I love time travel shows. <laughs> Beautiful. Yes. And you've got the like sack of soulstone shards, and you're showing it to Bran. He's just like, that is a collection. Where did you get these? Um... We may have found them in a place that didn't... We got them from the Eritsons. That's disturbing. Nobody outside of this mine here in my workshop should have access to these crystals. Well, you have a... What's what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, A leak? Nay. And we'll have to stop it up. Thank you for bringing these back to the rightful place where they belong. You deserve a reward. And he hands over a sack of 200 gold pieces. Whoa! I'm so glad we decided to stop here, guys. Am I there? That's 40 gold each, right? I know I am. Uh, Are we all there? Anybody who wants to be here. Okay, well, Zephyr would have chimed in. If it's any consolation, the person that had them is no longer with the living. So if that was the leak, 
Aye, we'll look into it. We'll find how these got out there, and we'll put a stop to it. And there's also the, the notebook. Yes. Um, I know I was able to glean some knowledge out of it, so give me a second. Let me find that. Or I didn't write any of it down because I suck. Okay, never mind. Why, looking at this notebook, it almost seems as if oh. these are notes on how to use the stroll stones. Uh, yeah, it says that they can um, store and then I can't read my own writing. Refract? I. What? What? How? These little beauties are connected to the essence of souls and spirits and just the the mind sphere. I don't know how to put it exactly. It's all... I understand the, the techniques and how to make use of it, but I really don't understand the concepts of how it works. Well, they were using it to um, control gargoyles? Oh, that's... Uh, I have too many questions. What are they using them to control them from afar or to give them their own animation separate and unique from their users? Well, um, Uver, you dealt with one one-on-one for a bit. Do you know? The, the, the things that we saw, we know that there were two people, perhaps, that were able to control them in 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 a sort of uh, trance state, I think, ah. and but they had to be funneled for through the main controller. And did you bring any samples of these constructs back? We were fighting for our life. I'm sorry, understandable, Brad. understandable. I don't mean to blame you. I was just excited. But there 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 is perhaps um, we did come across a a construct on the way to Joel, the the ice one. Oh. I forgot about that. Uh, and quite, it's, it was very, very well made. It was quite a beautiful construct, actually. Wasn't that on the way out of Joel? Yes. Uh, yeah, out of, Tro- well, out of no, Joel. No, it was too... No, we were leaving. We were leaving, yes. Yes. Um, uh, you mean like an ice golem? Yes, an ice golem. Well, that's strange. He was Do you think it escaped from some rogue wizard's tower? No. No, it he was blockading the road. It seemed to be very specifically aimed towards blocking us from leaving. Or blocking anyone, really. It was following a, a runic pattern on the ground. It oh, also no tried way. to kill me. He starts, like, fumbling through papers and looking through things until he pulls out, like, this just, like, very sketched map. And he's like, where? Where did you see it? I point out <laughs> yeah. where. And he makes some scrawled notes, and he's like, I'm going to have to Pay a little visit myself and see if I can get any clues from the area surrounding. Indeed, but it's—I I didn't think of it until now—that perhaps that was also part of these. These. I mean, it makes sense considering it was trying to blockade Joel. Yes. Was it using spirit stones? N- n- I no. think it was just using giant just stones. Just boulders. Hmm. So an entirely different method of locomotion. He starts just like muttering to himself. Oh, right you mean was it, we don't know if it was being controlled with a spirit stone. Oh, well, if it was and you didn't pick up the stone, it may still be there. That is true. It, it didn't act like the, um, well, no, I can't even say that. 
It didn't act like it had free will, so to speak. It it acted. Well, most constructs don't. No, but the the golems were different. Well, were they? They they would only attack when commanded. I don't know. There is so much that we don't understand about it. Regardless, that uh, there are not only do they study them, as you can see in the notes, but I do think they have some idea of how to use them. Right, right. These notes are far too detailed for this to be a recent gap. Well, I mean, I feel like... Do you think she would have told anyone else on how to... She seemed very keen on trying to be as useful as possible. It's... I I do think that there might be lucky in the sense that she wanted to be uh, useful. She... She wanted to lure us up into the area alone just so that she can say she captured us. Long story short, so you don't have to get too into it, Bran. They may not know how to use them now, but we're not sure. Well, rest assured, if there is a leak, if there is someone still siphoning these stones out to the common people, I'll find it, and I'll put a stop to it. This is my life's work, and I can't have anybody else patenting this project just because they've stolen it out from under my work. And to be honest, I would prefer someone like you to have control over it. I appreciate that. As a side thing, do you mine these stones or do you make them? It's a a chicken and an egg. Ah, you find them, you make more. So they're made from a certain kind of... They, They grow. I don't have enough time to talk to you about how about this as much as I'd want to. So we'll put a bookmark in that conversation. Someday when you've got about six months of time on your hands, we could take a (laughs) jaunt down to the plane of Earth. I'm sorry, you said this is in a different plane. Separate plane? But no. That's just where we start the field trip. On a different plane of existence? Field trip, field trip. We need to go before I get sidetracked. I think that is a good idea. Uh, <laughs> it's too late. <laughs> and we flash back in white, and Alward's back on his horse, still musing and thought about what has happened. So if you didn't already, um, Sam was correct. That's 40 gold for everybody. You are beginning your six-day journey because you have horses. <laughs> the scenery is nice. The weather is nicer. Because it is now getting in towards like late spring, starting to broach on summer. So there's birds singing and flying overhead. The like northern crisp meadow grass is starting to really come out in full force and starting to get towards, you know, sprouting seed heads. And the trail that you're following is beginning to waver down side to side, down the side of the hill, you know, zigzagging so that it's not quite as steep of a slope as you move away from the mountains down towards the main road that leads up north towards the Grungir Forest before swinging around to the east to go around the spur of the mountains. Have any of you done much traveling in here, um, in the lands of the Lenorm Kings? I have... And he has the sheepish grin. I would like to say I've done a lot of traveling in this area, uh, but unfortunately I'm finding out that a good portion of the memories that I've had 
or that I have made, I don't have anymore. Well, it's not just an age thing, is it? That's no, unfortunately, it is not an age thing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't know how put that. We're fairly certain that um, someone or something has removed those thoughts and memories from him. Ah, I see. And we have learned that it has happened multiple times. It has? Yes. Oh, yeah, you wouldn't know. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot. (laughs) Uh, When I visited my friend in Joel, what's his name? Seer Dyer. Yeah, Seer Dyer. Oh, right. When I visited Seer Dyer, my friend, uh, I don't know if you were able to meet him. Would Alward know of Seer Dyer? You've probably heard of his name, but you haven't been in Joel long enough to likely have met him. Okay, known reputation, but mm-hmm. not. Oh, um, one Sorry, that's b- it's been a hot minute. It's all right. One second there, Uwe. And Val looks up at like some birds that are flying out and like puts out her hand for a second, and one of the ravens comes flying down towards Val and lands on her arm. True. You're saying? Sorry. That is in... Uh, uh, yes. Uh, do you have a way with nature? Oh, no, this is Sigurd, my uh, friend. I saw her flying and needed to get her attention. Oh, uh, of course. Uh, as, as I was saying, um, when I was talking with Ser Dyer, he informed me that this wasn't the first time that I've come, uh, having lost my memories. Uh, It has uh, happened at least once or twice before. And one of those times, I visited him with uh, Neros' mother. You know Neros' mom? Apparently I did. Well, that's nice, I think. Right? Um, well, maybe? Unfortunately, I don't remember. that. I, I have no memory of... Uh, of let alone uh, adventuring with her parents, I have no memory of even visiting Serdyr well, at that time. Surely Neros would have said if maybe her mother mentioned it to her. Um, yeah, funny thing. I don't know my parents. Ah, I see. Um, just so we can sort of lay a thing, except for maybe Uver, who doesn't know a lot right now. I think I'm the only one who knows his parents. Sophia, do you know your parents? Well, I knew them. Okay, he knew them. Perhaps on this trip, everyone can just catch me up on stuff. Seems like there's a lot going on that's affecting us and has to do with this stuff. Well, I wouldn't necessarily say it has to do with this stuff. Does it not? I don't think. We're dealing with a crime organization, apparently. The organization does deal somewhat with me. They do? The Aridsons are... Oh, right, the books you were studying. I totally forgot about that. Oh, yeah. I forgot. The the, the last things I apparently were studying since the second to last time, or the last time I've lost all my memories. I see. (laughs) Mental (laughs) math. It it is the last time I lost my memories. (laughs) Do you think your memory loss has anything to do with, um, you know, Albert's like gesturing to his own arm? Ah, the, this, the runes, 
yes. the, the runes that I have any. He's like, oh, yes. And Ooh. he kind of pulls up his sleeve a little bit, and you can oh, see. Those are quite wonderful. Uh, Cornelius, do you know what those are? Cornelius kind of <laughs> leans over from his pony and is like, they look like runes. <laughs> they're, ah. they're not, are they tattooed? Are they, what, how did, how did you get those? Uh, it was a long time ago and I, I realized that this seems odd since I apparently have memory issues, but, uh, our memory's taken from me. But what I do remember of getting these scars is I was in, I was born in the great city of Tar Kazmuk, far south, um, that is where my family has been for many generations. Um, but they have a great library there. Um, I don't know if any of you have heard of it. It is quite famous. Um, he mostly looks at uh, Alward. I mean, yeah, I, I was learning Dwarvish so I could go visit there one day, but I don't think, don't think that's going to happen. Uh, in, in, anyway... The, as I was reading there, I um, I became friends with the the the, the keepers of, of the books and whatnot, and the librarians. <laughs> yes, um, the the librarians there, and as as I grew in my knowledge and my studies, they would let me go deeper and deeper into the the more rare uh, books, the the books that people haven't figured out either translated or whatnot. As I got further and further into the things that they don't let most people into, I came across uh, an old, old uh, tome that I had never seen before. It was just uh, one day I was looking back into shelves and it was there. And I picked it up. And as I started reading it and, and trying to understand it, I... And this is where my memory gets a little fuzzy. I I feel like I started getting drawn into the book, uh, but I don't remember understanding it. Right. But it was as if I was... The language itself seems to not want to be known. So do you think by knowing it and like learning it, it makes you forget? Uh, and that very well could be, because after, after that moment, I, I kind of awoken, so to speak... And that is when I saw that I had these scars uh, all over. And and the scroll was blank. Okay, that's okay. <laughs> Ever since then, uh, I, I woke from that, uh, uh, that trance, and not only was I covered in these scars, the, the tone, the scroll was completely blank. Uh, and... I have been trying to understand and search for anything connected to it ever since. And, well, uh, and here I am, uh, about 200 and some odd years later. Mm. Uh, and I know that it had some effect because dwarves, I'm sure you know, don't usually live that long and look as such as myself. Aye. Yeah, that's true. 
You're awfully old for a dwarf. But I don't feel old. Not, not as I should. And you think it's the ruins doing it, do you? I don't have another answer. That's true. Or it could be whatever is just taking your mind away. And that is the other question. Have you gotten more runes every time your mind goes away? or? No, but there has been recently, and he kind of just pulls back his cloak a little bit so you can see his shoulder, and you can see one particular rune that seems to kind of stand out a bit. And he's going to cast shield, actually. Um, And you'll see that rune glow green and then just kind of spread out from it as as if that's what's being cast. Uh. And and obviously you can see the effects of shield. But that is something that has happened recently. Sort of like um, spell tattoos in a way. Parts on your body are like living scrolls. Yes, but I... And while I know how to do that, I don't know much about anything else. And I'm going to assume we filled you in on the the bean. Um, bean? We're just going to assume I'm filled in on everything. On everything. Oh, the room. Let's not rehash too much with any character. Oh, the bean room. The bean room, yeah. And one of the first times that I remember anyway of when I saw these types of runes again was in the room uh, that we were all hired to go uh, protect the people that were going to do the research. And I couldn't, we couldn't directly transcribe the runes. I can do do so of the runes that are on me, but I, I couldn't do it on there, so th- that could be true, but I don't know if they're the ones causing me to lose my memories. I suppose we'll figure it out once we figure it out. Uh, that's that's something that I'll uh, do my best I have to hard hope. I'll do my best to, to aid you, Uwe. And hopefully you haven't already figured it out and just forgotten it. <laughs> and that is something as well. I don't know. To answer your question, though, I haven't moved around much since coming up from Cheliax. Ah, I see. I just was going to comment about how beautiful the countryside can be. Quite wonderful. It is beautiful. And the, the, the hills and the forests, the people in the smaller towns, there is much to appreciate in this area. You have uh, your raven friend. Oh, uh, yes, uh, Sigrin. I forgot about that. <laughs> Sig- Sigrin here, yes, she found me about eight months ago, I believe. Saved my life. She, uh, she saved your life? Ah, yes. Um, There was a whole ordeal in a, in a barrow, and I uh, was able to get this glaive I got here on my back. She helped get it in reach so I could defend myself against a undead monster. And, uh, well, now I'm okay. I was having a bit of trouble, lost my weapon beforehand, because I'm still not too used to this. And she's not in her armor. She's in, like, just a kind of, like, furred cloak and some leathers mm-hmm. and such. And she motions to her right arm, which is mostly covered, but you can see her hand is, like, all prosthetic. I was curious about that, but I didn't want to pry. Ah, uh, yeah, it's not too new, um, the situation. But because of Sigrun here, yeah, I am um, okay. Can and I'm learning more about myself. 
Sorry to interrupt. Can the fingers articulate? Yes. It's pretty good. Fascinating. I mean, it's not like really expensive or anything. They do a, they do a lot of care in this place to help people who've lost things like that or never had them. Um, May I ask a question about your raven? Oh, sure, yeah. How... I've never met a bird that has able to be that helpful. Usually they just have a mind of their own. Yeah. Th- that wasn't really a question, but... A statement. You understand <laughs> where I'm coming from, right? Well, she's... I feel like it's all tied to what's going on with me as a person. Um, she feels like ever since Sigurn's shown up, I've got... I've been feeling... And, and I got this glaive here. It's kind of in, enhanced the weird oddities about myself. Um, I don't know how to describe that fully. I felt a lot closer to Phrasma since Sigurn shown up, and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> and uh, my magic's gotten stronger. This glaive seems to have special abilities of its own, which has been very helpful. But um, the bird, I think she was sent by something to me, whether it be Phrasma or not. But she, it's very... Ever since Sigurn shown up, I've been feeling a lot more um, comfortable and cared for. Um, that's why I named her Sigurn after me mother. Well, I, I would definitely, if um, you don't mind, I'd definitely like some pointers because... And then Zephyr, like, waves the back of his cloak. And he kind of looks in where it's just darkness. He looks <laughs> in and he's... Rusterford. Waves it a little further. Rusterford, come on out. I know... I know nobody has seen you. Just <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Just come out. I know nobody what? has seen you. And you, you see a raven. What? What? Kind of fly out of his little <laughs> What? I'm sorry. Sophia, have, have you always kept a raven in your cloak? It, he's not really in my cloak. He's more in the shadows. <laughs> part of my shadow. That's very interesting. Is that a familiar, or is it, it just is, a companion yes. of yours? Rastaf- I, I've, I've had him for quite some time, but as I've mentioned, I can't seem to get him to do things that are very helpful. Ah. So I keep him away most I of the time. How well does he fly? Uh, he, w- he flies well? Well, maybe him and Sigurn can spend some time together, and Sigurn kind of takes off. Is that a thing? How far can he go from me? I, I don't know how familiars work. Uh, they aren't limited like with how much distance they can get from you, but they would be limited unless you have a particular ability to communicate at distance. You know, if it gets out of earshot, you wouldn't be able to be like, hey, get back here. Okay, well, I can talk to him. He has speech. Ooh. What? <laughs> what? He, he understands speech? Yes. <coughs> don't you all? I don't think Sigurn's ever well, talked to me. Has she? It is. No, I don't think so. He can speak to us. I I believe that's how the feet works. I'm not a hundred percent sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I believe it specifically says it can understand and speak uh, yep, yep, in yep. a language that you choose. Is it small? Is it just regular raven know. sized, or is it tinier? It's just a normal raven. Okay, it's regular raven oh, size. That's uh, amazing. And its name, uh, and Uver realizes that he's. If it could understand speech, he kind of just shifts. Your name is Rustafert. (laughs) (laughs) 
Do, do you want to characterize Rustiford? I do don't you? think so. I Rustiford, don't know if we talked about this. He's from the Bronx. <laughs> I was thinking that. <laughs> or we can take it more seriously. All right, Mr. GM, do whatever you like. I don't know this Rustiford. I'll just have to make up a character in my mind. Well, like I said, he hasn't come out at all. So he's shy. You can do it, Jim. He hasn't just ca- hasn't <laughs> come out. You haven't mentioned he's him He's a tiny, ever. shy little bird. Uh, yes, my name is Rustiford. <laughs> you, you can see Overt do a double take. <laughs> Everyone in the party swoons. <laughs> Neros is like, who's that voice? <laughs> <clears throat> it is a pleasure to make your acquaintance, Rustiford. I am Uver. Ah, yes, I know. Uh, you just <laughs> didn't... Do you like being in his cloak? It's comfortable to meld with the shadows. One can witness all and make a calculated decision of how to move forward. Well, nice to meet you, bird. Rustiford. As you can see, he seems to have a mind of his own, so... That I is don't, how I was introduced. I don't often um, consider taking him out. He's your familiar? Oh, yes, I can be of great service to you, Master. You do know familiars have to listen to you. Yes, but it's conveying what I want them to do is the problem. Scouting. Just tell them what to do. What do you want him to do? What do you wish of me? (laughs) Get back in the cloak. We'll talk later. As you command. And he (laughs) whooshes into the cloak. Oh, I, I call Sigurd back down. Is Sigurd your familiar? Not a, not no, not a. <coughs> <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> not a familiar. No, she's just my friend. I forgot you sent her up there to uh, mingle. That's all right. It's fine. I'm sure we'll get another opportunity. Yeah. Can can your bird speak bird? I haven't asked him. Usually, it's it's it's, it's in. Common. I forget what common is. I think it's scald. It's scald. Usually it's in scald. Say, it's getting dark. Perhaps we should set up camp. As darkness falls. (laughs) 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 Who is sort of like heading the party? In other words, who's got the best survival? That's a good question. Not me. I don't think it's me. I am untrained. I'm, I'm not sure. I don't think you want me leading yeah, the crew. I am <laughs> trained. I have an eight. I have a ten. I also have an eight. That is me then. I Uver. think Uver. Uver, make a survival check. Oh boy. Can I aid him? Yeah. Shaka gong gong. Sorry. That's a good cup. I hope you aided well. Um, actually, twenty-six. So you regular success, and Uver gets a plus one bonus. Yeah, that makes special it 14. Feet, so I didn't take it. Sometimes when the person helping is better. <laughs> so between the two of you, you're able to find a reasonably good spot for a campsite, but you do ha- kind of have a feeling of, like, it's fairly exposed from the road. So, like, if there were anybody traveling the road at night, then your campsite would be pretty easy to see. We'll just have to keep a watch then, yeah? Uh, that would be wise, I think. Zephyr sets up his tent immediately. I'll take first watch as is custom. <laughs> just throws it out and boing! Um, who wants to take second, third, fourth, and fifth? I can take any watch that other people don't want. 
Okay, Considering well. we're fresh friends with um, Val here, I'm going to rephrase that. Considering we're new friends with Val here, um, should any of us stay up with her, just in case? Well, I mean, she's been traveling with us for two days now. Cornelius stay up I just don't know if I feel comfortable with a new person. Uver leans over to Zephyr. You could have Rustafer to watch. I mean, if we're really worried about it, then I'll do it. That would be fine. You can take watch with her. I'll just do four watches, I guess. We only really need four watches. So with the watches settled and the camp set up, you all get ready for spending the night. The air is cool, but not like cold and uncomfortably so. As I mentioned earlier, it's getting on towards summer, and this is going to be like the first few nights that you have experienced since, of course, last year that you don't feel like, you know, you should get to shelter. It's going to be too cold tonight. It's just comfortably cool. A few lightning bugs flying around here and there. Zephyr is going to remain in his tent that he quickly set up, but every once in a while you will hear conversations with Rustopher. Just muffles. Nothing distinct. We got rid of one person who mumbles to himself and have another. No, no, no. The muffles are not actual muffles. Um, no, I get mumbles. what you're saying. They're muffled <laughs> words. So you have a muffler. <laughs> I have a tent. <laughs> I <laughs> have a tent. Your tent has a muffler. Every once in a while. It just it's illegal <laughs> not to have one. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so dumb. <laughs> so as we get deeper into the night, the first and second watches pass without incident, and Neros and Val are awakened to take their third watch together. Mm-hmm. And Val's going to pull out her pan pipe and play some like soft, gentle music. Sleeping noises. Sleeping music. Sleeping scapes. <laughs> Lo-fi pan flute <laughs> to wax to. Or pan pipes, not pan flute, right? Yeah. Close enough, I think. So, but you're playing beautiful music. So you worship Phrasma, I see. Uh, y- yes, I do. Um, kind of not fully by choice, but I do. What do you mean not fully by choice? Well, um... I mean, you don't have to tell me if you don't want to. That's okay. Yes, I mean, we I'm did still just trying meet. to figure all out um, something off of at me in a weird way. I'm not sure. Things like I can see in the dark, and are you not? I mean, are you not supposed to see in the dark? No, I'm just a human. I can't usually oh. see in the dark, but um, I can do that. And um, anyway, I've been ever since I've gotten the glaive. It's becoming a little more clear, and Cornelius is under the impression I might have some angelic blood in my line. Oh. And I think that's tied to Phrasma. Some days I can feel like I'm intertwined with her. Like she never goes away. Hmm. Not like Shaylin. Shaylin, I was raised by my dad. Um, Not my father, but my dad to worship Shailen, and that's what I've kept that. But, um, sorry. Okay. Um, so, how much do you know about Phrasma? 
Well, I've been studying up, reading more, um, trying to help with, you know, learning the rites and such to perform and how to best, you know, follow her tenants and uh, be of use to her. Right. Um, specifically, do you know anything about psychopomps? No, Nozoi? Yeah, I've been learning some stuff about them. In fact, I've often, I'm not enough to know if I see one to the fact that I've often suspected Sigurn might be related to that in some way. Gotcha. But so, do people normally see them? Are they supposed to be able to see them? Or was that unusual? Can I roll religion on that? <laughs> yeah, give me a religion check. 26. Typically, you would only see a psychopomp if you were involved with the situation. So the psychopomps only usually get involved if there's a soul that's reluctant to move on. Um, and typically, you'd have to either be involved with that soul or their reluctance to move on and like just be a part of the situation before you'd be able to see a psychopomp. Ah. Well, um, typically, you'd only see a psychopomp if there was a reason for it, if they're here for a soul or some sort of guidance or something. Um, typically, you're not going to just see one when they're around unless they want you to. I don't know if, like, Sigurn herself might be one or just related to one. Um, mm. I'm not really too sure. I'm not able to just chat with her. Right. Well, I ask you because I've seen two. You've seen two? I've seen at least two that I know of. And one of them, we had a full-blown conversation. It's like he knew me. Oh, that's... And there was another one that we didn't talk, but he was there when someone was someone died. But it looked at me like it knew me. And as far as I know, I'd, I've never had any encounters with psychopomps before and I, I just I don't understand any of it and you worship Phrasma and I mean I follow her a little like just a little bit but not enough to actually know this stuff I see um, what form have they taken when you see them ravens ravens both, both of, of them. them both of them but they were different you don't think they were the same no I don't think they were who died when you were saw the first one, no one. No one. No. Thought you said that you came for a soul or something. Not that one. Not that. Which one? Either of them. One of them did. One of them. Did. One of them did, th but the other one was just kind of showed up. It's like it want it was seeking me and wanting to talk to me. What did he say? If I, if I could ask. He gave me this, and she pulls out the locket that she has. I didn't have this my entire life. I got it about a month ago. May I take a look at it? May I take a look at it? Yeah, yeah, and she takes it off and hands it to you. Out of question, this being the locket? The locket. Okay. She'll open it up and take a look. So inside the locket, there appears to be a painting of a fetchling woman 
and standing next to that woman is a faceless fetchling man. So you can't see it either. I was hoping my special eyes might help me see. You and your special eyes. I am specialized. You're specialized. Um, so he gave me that, and what he told me was that my family would have wanted me to have it much sooner. But he wouldn't tell me who they were, where they were. All he told me was that they were somewhere very dangerous, and I, that's all I know. Here, you can take that back. Perhaps they were chosen by Phrasma to go on some special errand for her, like her dusk walkers or such. Their purpose that she told them for. Perhaps. I'm not too sure, but if I can, I'll, I'll help you learn more as much as I can help. But my, my, I just don't understand why no Zoe would recognize me or uh, recognize anyone. And there's nothing more at Gleam other than psychopomps just kind of occasionally visit related usually to death and such. Right, yeah. What she's describing of like a psychopomp and coming to talk to her is and not just like bringing directly a message from Phrasma is right. weird. So particularly Nozoi are commonly messengers. So they might show up and be like, hey, Phrasma has a message for you. But instead he came and just spoke to her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. About her family. Well... Seems like your family's tied up in something big, if that's the case. Or it was something wanting you to think it was a Nozoi. I didn't even think about that. Could have been something else if you didn't have a message from Phrasma itself. That's true. Interjection. Interjection. Just in case you'd forgotten, Abby. The first one that you spoke with was the size of a golden eagle. And mm. had like little finger talons on the elbows of its wings. That's what right. Raven is there. A bat a blood raven. raven. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Um, well, seems like you've got a interesting situation going on there. I'm sorry about your parents that you weren't able to see them, but it seems like perhaps they're still thinking about you. If they got that locket to you, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I don't know, but I'm out here looking for them. Yeah, so. And the only person that would really know has forgotten all about them. Oh, Uver? Yes. Yeah. Is that why you're still here? While you're dealing with the Erdsons? Yeah, sort of. Sort of. And I'm pretty sure Alwood's dad has something to do with this, too. Oh. I'm half convinced that my dad and his dad are the same person. That's That would be interesting. Uh, does Alward's mother know much about it? Have you talked to her? She seems to have enough going on from what I understand. I understand. Did that other man who was around before... Hamir? Was that his name? Are you talking about the one that you were expecting to be here? Yeah. Yeah, Hamir. Hey, I don't think he knows anything about all that. Uh, understandable. Well, he might have... I don't know. It's all jumbled and weird. But he was looking for his daughter and he was not really interested in what we were doing, so. Just thought maybe you'd know stuff that I didn't. I, I'm i learning some stuff and I'll keep learning and I'll, perhaps I can learn something to help you. Well, I mean, I should, you know, learn some of it myself, but 
Meh. I can always teach you stuff that you don't know if you want to learn more. That would actually be really helpful. <laughs> I've been trying to lo- learn more about it. Like I said, since I got this glaive, I felt this connection to Sigurn, connection to Phrasma. So I've put myself to studying more about it so that I'm not just unknowing and clueless and naive <coughs> about the situation. That's, yeah, yeah, you know, more of us should probably do what yeah, that. If it wasn't Cornelius, I probably just would have run away and gone back to my my, my father. I don't really want to go back there. So Cornelius is sort of a big help. He's got lots of knowledge. He might know something about these psychopomps mm. that you talk to. That's that's true. Well, this is, I mean, this is more information than I had, so thank you. Well, I'm, I'm very glad to help you, Nearest. <laughs> I just met you, but I'm glad to help you out. <laughs> I'm trying to meet meet more people. Like I said, I am very isolated and growing up. Cornelius isn't very usually very nice about meeting other people. I'm actually quite surprised he was willing to meet with a group about this. Mm. Well, we're glad to have you with us. Thanks. Glad to be here. Well, this has been great. I would like more sleep. I'm going to go wake up over. Uh, yeah, sounds good. And I trudge over there. And Val, as Neros walks off to go wake Uver for his watch, and you're likely mulling things over and possibly kind of musing over that strange, like, faceless figure you saw in the locket, there's, like, there's been, like, this emotion that's kind of been nagging at the side of your heart, you know, your feelings, and you're just, like, not being able to put it together. And as Neros is walking off, it kind of clicks into place for you. And you realize you're angry. And that's where we're going to end this episode. Calm down. What? what? <laughs> Flip two tables. What? All right, Abby, you have received this episode's hero point for your cool role playing and getting your character involved and connecting with the party. Except in speech. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Gives me the warm fuzzies. Aww. Um, I'm going to go make theories about what the heck just happened. All right. Good luck. And we'll see you all in the next episode. This has been an Atomic Broadcasting production. Pathfinder, Galarian, and the Lost Omens world setting are copyright of Paizo. More information at paizo.com. Music in the show is from Monument Studios Collection, as well as assorted artists with some original tracks composed by Jordy Hake. More details in the description. If you enjoyed the show, please remember to share with a friend, and we'll look forward to seeing you again next time. We only really need four watches. I, uh, One for each time zone. That was a wonderful visual joke. (laughs) A wonderful visual joke for an audio medium. (laughs) Beautiful. And we will not explain.